Welcome to the Beachy Moondoom Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. So I have to admit, whenever I read this chapter of this book, I, it, it's like a punch in the gut about, <laughs> about, like, basically, we don't see Providence act because we don't have faith. Right. Right? Like, yeah, we haven't even trusted it. Yeah. So how can it, how can it work? Right, right. And that's... So, so we've kind of been going through um, difficulties in in like obstacles that we face, right? So last mm-hmm. time it was um, not being enough, right? And yeah. then um, this this week the the chapter is on basically we can't experience God's support unless we leave Him the space to do it, right? Right, and that always gets me because I am I am a uh, I'm a plan B kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I know what plan A is, but I got plan B, you know, mm-hmm. just in case, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it might be. I mean, right. it could be as simple as my exercise plan, but yeah. I have the plan A and I have the plan B. And basically in this chapter, he's saying, you can't have a plan B. Right. <laughs> right. Like, why? Not, not only you can't have a plan B, but why would you need one? Yeah. Well, if you have one, then you're not then you're not going to see God act exactly. basically. Exactly. So it's not that you cannot. Of course, I can. I have for free sure. will for sure. <laughs> but if but if I have a plan B, yeah. then I'm not going to see the providence of no. God act. No. no, right? At least in the same measure. Mm-hmm. And so I always like ah, it always gets me, punches me in the gut because mm-hmm. you know I, I just fall into that trap in the spiritual life. Okay, Lord, I'm pursuing you. I'm giving you everything. But just in case, like this right. doesn't work out. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, have this plan on the side exactly. just in case. Exactly. I won't I won't really go to that plan, <laughs> but I'm going to have it, right? Right, right. <laughs> and uh and then he's not going to act in in the same way. Right. And and not only that, but when he does act, we're not going to see it. Because we won't have trusted him to even to even know that he's acted. I think that that's probably the most important piece is that you know the Lord is always acting and he's always acting for good for us. And um, uh, there's never a moment that he's not. Uh, never a moment he says, you know what? I think um, I'm gonna. Uh, let so-and-so fail. Um, he might allow uh, certain things to happen, but for our good. It's never It's never for our bad, never for failure's sake, never for um, condemnation's sake. Uh, he always is doing things uh, for our good. And when we don't trust him or don't look to him or don't place things in his hands, then we, quite frankly, don't see where he's acted, and then we ourselves don't get confidence in asking or entrusting more to him. And so uh, he he winds up um, just not being noticed if yeah. you know if we're not calling on him. Well, it reminds me a little bit of of raising a toddler because yeah you you teach you teach a young child something or and and then they say I don't need your help I can do it right and you yeah. see them struggling desperately with it yeah but there's there's a desire to respect that free will to a certain degree mm-hmm. right in your children and so it's like okay. All right. Yeah. You said you've got it. Yeah. You know, and they're sitting there wrestling with it and they give up on it. Right. <laughs> right. Like all you had to do was give me room to act and mm-hmm. it would have been solved. Mm-hmm. Right? Or what about those times as parents where we see, you know, and we'll just take the image of a toddler where we see, um, uh, 
you know, maybe the toddler's learning how to walk and we see that there's trouble ahead and, you know, and so we remove the obstacles or we uh, pave the way for the child. And, and maybe the toddler thinks he made it from point A to point B quite efficiently on his own and doesn't recognize oh, sure. all of the <laughs> obstacles that were missed. Right. <laughs> you know? All that the parents did. Yeah, yeah. all the parents that, yeah, that, that, that is all the support that's behind, uh, behind the action, you know, of the child. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, there's a measure of <clears throat> when we totally have confidence in God, he acts more uh-huh. and we see it more. For sure. Right? There's both aspects. And I think we entrust more. I mean, I think that it, that it, it grows into such a, a way that there isn't anything that we wouldn't um, entrust to God and, um, and, and, and have faith that no matter uh, what it turns out or how it turns out, and most especially if they're suffering, I think that's always a sticky wicket for us, is that if they're suffering, suffering is bad, bad means I'm off track. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's our biggest dilemma is we want to entrust things to God, and uh, we want it to work out in our way, in the way that we think um, is is good and helpful to us. So we always have seem to have something at stake in it, you know, like it's okay, I'll trust you and I'll I'll believe in you, and even if we give everything over to that, uh, we don't follow through all the time on complete trust because if things end up in suffering or seem to end in apparent failure, then we lose our hope in God. We're like, okay, well, I trusted you and believed in you, but see how this ended in failure. And so now in failure, I'm going to pick up and forge my own way Certainly. instead of saying what I don't understand, what I don't uh, like. Uh, suffering, I have to trust that 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 suffering there is a purpose behind it. That it there is goodness in it. There is a goodness for me in it, um, and uh, and solidly believe that. Otherwise, um, it's hard to have confidence uh, or trust in God. Right. And going back to the to the toddler image, so I'm trying to teach Max right now how to ride a pedal bike. Wow. And with uh, training wheels. Not with training oh. wheels. So I'm holding it mm. and he's practicing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's the motion of, of pushing the pedals down and it gets yeah. tiring. And I think about how he trusts that I'm there and that I'm helping him do it. And I'm encouraging him to push the pedals. And once in a while, I'll help him. Mm-hmm. There's suffering in that. It's not easy for him. Mm-hmm. Yet he trusts that dad says that if I do this, I will get better and I'll be able to ride my bike. Right. Right. And so there's such a wonderful trust in even the difficulty that children have in their parents as their parents are there for them. Mm-hmm. I think in the same way, can't we model that with God? Can't we also trust that he's training us in something? For sure. And, yeah. And he wants mm-hmm. us to get to a certain place and we need to trust in that. So when it gets difficult right. or it gets hard or we're tired, he's guiding that. He's He's right there and mm-hmm. he's got a plan and we just mm-hmm. need to... Uh, you know, rely on that and keep pushing forward. For sure. So I think, you know, we we live in a culture that's very much about the self-made person, right? You mm-hmm. pick yourself up by the bootstraps and you get it done. You, yeah. you become who you want to be and it's up to you, pure grit, <clears throat> very much an American virtue, which I think has its place. Yeah. I think it has its place when it comes to fortitude and perseverance, mm-hmm. but not when it comes to I make the plan and I do everything my right. way. Right. I think it, it takes more of a participatory role. And right. so um, uh, just a uh, 
a an engaging with the Lord, if you will, and participating in um, in what He is doing. Yeah, that's well said, because He talks about the saints in here and how the saints would buy a house before they had money for it, or they'd receive the poor before they had any food for the yeah. poor. And then that's when the, the checks would come in for the house or the granaries would suddenly be for full, sure. right? That's when miracles happen because they didn't see themselves as the, as the mover, yeah. but participating with the mover, for right? Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. the Lord has presented me with the poor, therefore he must have a plan, so my job is to receive them. For sure. And then suddenly the granaries are full, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he doesn't, Father Jacques Philippe doesn't condemn preparation, right? right? He actually makes a special note that it's important for us to anticipate things, develop a budget, prepare for for things. But he makes this key distinction at the end of the chapter. He says, the difference, we must clearly understand that there's an enormous difference in attitude of heart between one who in fear of finding himself wanting because he doesn't believe in the intervention of God on behalf of those who lean on him, programs everything in advance to the smallest detail. Right. And does not undertake anything except the exact measure of its actual possibilities. And then he says, but then there's the person who certainly undertakes legitimate things, so prepares for things. For sure. But who abandons himself with confidence in God to provide all that is asked of him and who thus surpasses his own possibilities. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that difference between stewardship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That word stewardship, we are stewards of what is in front of us, what God has given us. Right. And so we must prepare to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But always knowing to the measure that God is going to come in and make things way mm-hmm. better, right? Um, and I don't know. I don't, how does one how does one battle that sense of control, Tina? Because we want that control, right? Yeah, we want you to know, anticipate it's, everything. it is a, there. There is a, a point in planning um, that one can always <laughs> go too far. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we we are. That's just how we're wired. You know, we we. We run uh, between two points, uh, not doing anything and doing way too much. And um, few, few the the person who uh, can uh, walk the balance beam of of the two of those. So I think that we're always in 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 danger somewhat of of taking it too far. But again, the Lord says it's it's um, the disposition of the heart uh, that is seen by Him. And uh, I think if one is if I think the key piece is if one has trusted in the Lord. So like this, this must come first. Uh, I must trust in the Lord and see uh, where he is, is present. Um, and in uh, that's, and that involves everything, the suffering and the sorrows and the failures and know that, uh, and really know, I think the cross also, you know, um, that the cross, uh, uh, led to life. Uh, it looks like a place of death uh, and and torture, uh, meaninglessness. But it's a place of great meaning, and it actually is a, a place of life, the fountain of life. And so, um, I think if we uh, and if we don't just look upon that uh, and know it, but if we've entrusted ourselves to it and believe it. Uh, and have drank from the waters of that fountain, then, uh, then, then, then the balancing 
just comes, you know. I I think of of a gymnast on a balance beam, and if if they're if if in the sport you're paying too much attention to this beam, um, then you're going to wobble and toddle toddle off of it. But if you can uh, in some way uh, become one with the beam, uh, then how great is your strength? Um, you're not thinking of the beam, um, but you're thinking about the core of your center, uh, who you are, not who the beam is, <laughs> right. who, who you are. And um, so if we focus on that, who, who we are at our core, where, where Christ reigns, where Christ lives, if we've given him full reign of our heart, uh, then the balance of our life just happens. Uh, we don't have to think about it. Um, we don't have to totter from going too far this way and too far that way and, balance, and, and managing the beam. Um, we just entrust our lives. Uh, to the Christ who lives within, and uh, He does everything else for us. Yeah. Um, we really don't have to think about anything else, and I think that's the hardest thing. We are we are reasoning people. We have intellects. Uh, we know. Um, from our own experiences, um, what can happen in the world. Um, we can get cold, we can get hot, we can get hungry, um, and a whole host of other things. And so we know that we have to plan and prepare and, and prevent um, some things in our lives. And, uh, and we, we fail to uh, recognize uh, the real core of, of who we are and where we're going and, and, um, and get... Uh, entrust uh, that to God. And I think the rest just, you know, falls into place. Yeah. And that it all comes from his providence anyway. It does. Our ability to prepare, mm-hmm. to have the resources mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to have the intellect yeah. to do it comes from him as well. It does. And it, the hardest thing is to set that aside. The hardest thing is to say, you know what, I'm not going to use uh, my reason uh, in this situation. I'm going to use um, the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because we are always trying to do what reasonably makes sense. And mm-hmm. that's where we get hung up. Sometimes we have to hang that up a little bit and um, trust in the Lord. Yeah. But what's funky about that too, is I don't think we have to hang up reason. It is most reasonable yeah. to believe that the God sure. of the universe... Yeah, we must us. use our reason for that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. it's actually good. more reasonable yeah, to point. trust in a great God yeah. than to trust in ourselves. Yeah. So um, abandon false, you know, logic there. Exactly. Right? When we exactly. get into the spiritual world, it's a whole different um, ball game. And yeah. reason says that He will care for us. Absolutely. And we can trust in Him. Because and we're kind of silly to have a plan B. I mean, it, it's it's pointless. Like if we if we really knew who we were. And who God was, you know, if we didn't have the muddiness of um, uh, the false fruit on the tree, but um, but knew of the real fruit of the womb of Mary, um, then uh, then this would this we wouldn't need to have this conversation. <laughs> right. But we've tasted, you know, of the fruit of the world, and so um, it gets muddy for us. But we are. Uh, children of God, created by God, and if we are, we act a particular way. Uh, we we respond a particular way to the God who created us, um, and uh, and nothing's muddy. But that that comes in heaven, you know. That's 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 um, part two, if you will. <laughs> but for now, the key for us is to is to uh, renounce 
that that part of us that wants to just be satisfied by the fruit of the world right. to renounce it and to say you know what i want to i want to um live by a different fruit uh, this this fruit of the womb of mary uh christ who came to show us the way i want to see to follow him what did he teach us what did he tell us to do how did he tell us to be children of god uh, that is what i want and so I renounce uh, everything else that speaks out against it, and um, and that's and that's hard to do, um, but possible nonetheless because the Lord wants it for us. He pr- has provided us with every means to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the sacraments of the church, He has provided us with every means. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we, you know, it's a daily daily steps of trust. Mm-hmm. Today, maybe. Um, try abandoning something where you might have planned it out to the last detail or might have had a plan B. Try giving it over to God and see what happens, right? These small yeah. steps. Yeah. But ultimately, we start to see him act. And then For sure. uh, we have greater confidence. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Well, thanks, Tina. Those are good thoughts. Until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichy Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon.